welcome back to Tales of Southwest Michigan's Past. This is Michael Delaware. I am your host. And normally on Sundays, I have a guest. But this week, I had a guest cancel on me. And I was given a lot of material from another guest that uh, wanted to uh, just have me talk about the subject for them. So... In today's episode, I'm going to be doing something a little different. We're going to talk about the history of Bellevue, Michigan, but we're also going to talk about a very important industry that essentially shaped the small village community, and that was the limestone industry and its impact on Michigan as a whole. So Bellevue, Michigan is a village that's located in Eaton County, but if you're a realtor out there, you know that Bellevue has part of the village or zip code that expands over into Calhoun County as well as a little bit of Barrie County. So it's right in that corner, but it's primarily the village proper is in Eaton County. And so we're going to talk about some of that history today. So come along and join me. This should be fun. So Bellevue was founded by Captain Reuben Fitzgerald. He was a War of 1812 veteran, and he established this community in 1833. Now, Bellevue was also the first town founded in Eaton County, and the original Eaton County seat and the location of the county courthouse until Charlotte's founding. So it had a pretty significant role in the early history of Eaton County. The west side of the town is the home to a large limestone bed, which has been continually mined for over a century. And so that is going to be an important part of today's story of Bellevue. The Eaton County Historical Commission has been kind enough to provide me with a lot of material on the limestone industry out of Bellevue, and they also have some interesting projects and events coming up. So let's start with the fact that the Bellevue area was noted for stone well before the white settlers arrived. Native Americans called the Battle Creek River the Mijash Kiwa Ipsco, which meant stone pipe. And I'm pretty sure I didn't pronounce that correctly, but you'll just have to bear with me on that. So the Native Americans used the limestone found in the riverbed for the bowls of their pipes. The first attempt at burning the limestone to make lime products was begun by about one year after the village was founded. And that was in 1834 by John T. Hyatt who was one of the early pioneers to the area. And along with a man by the name of Daniel Mason, he dug a pit near the Battle Creek River. Now, unfortunately, a man by the name of Mr. Baker, who was hired to dig the pit, became the first white man to be buried in Bellevue. He perished when the sides of the pit caved in on him. So Mr. Hyatt completed the pit and made one burn and abandoned the project. So he wasn't involved in the limestone industry for very long. But the production of limestone products has continued in the Bellevue area all the way to present day. 
since 1834. Cheney limestone has been providing agricultural limestone to much of south central Michigan since 1946. Each year, about 200,000 tons of agricultural lime and driveway stone are produced and trucked to many farms between Clare and Monroe. The double bottom trucks haul as much as 52 tons per load. So that's a lot of limestone. Now, from 1899 to 1929, a cement plant operated behind the homes on Capitol Avenue. Many of the roads, bridges, and buildings in this part of Michigan were made from this cement that was taken out of Bellevue. The 1913 Charlotte Tribune described the cement plant as by far the largest commercial enterprise in Eaton County. About 200 men were employed in it in shifts around the clock using world-class equipment. The largest steam shovel was larger than any used in the Panama Canal. That's how amazing this story is. The plant generated its own electricity. Now, all that is left of this operation today is part of what's known as the Keene Nature Center, which is a wildlife area. There's seven cement homes on Alpha Drive, and many people descended from those who came to work in the cement plant and stayed. So according to a gentleman by the name of Harry L. Francis, who was a technical manager for the National Lime Association, lime is the oldest and most versatile chemical. The U.S. consumes 18 million tons of lime a year. The largest users of lime are the steel and paper industries. Lime is widely used to process drinking and wastewaters. It is used in road construction and in any chemical process where acids need to be neutralized. Sugar refining, plastics, paints, grease manufacturing, and of course, mortar and plaster are also users of lime. Now, one of the kilns that no longer is in operation in Bellevue that has a lot of history to it is known as the Dyer Kiln. And I want to tell you a little bit about the story of that kiln. It was built and constructed in the 1870s, and it was, for the longest time, the only remaining kiln in operation in Bellevue. Now, prior to the Dyer Kiln being built, Bellevue and the surrounding area right around it had become well known for the production of high-quality lime beginning in the mid-1800s. Some 3,500 bushels of Bellevue lime ash were delivered to Lansing for the construction of the state capitol building in 1875. So if you ever go down to the state capitol building and you look at it, just think of Bellevue because most of that lime that was used to construct that building and that magnificent structure down there came from Eaton County in the village of Bellevue. So around 1867, Thomas Roberts and Charles Dyer arrived in the area and took up work as lime burners. Roberts boarded at the home of Philinda Sturdivant, from whom they purchased this plot of land in 1877. The two men constructed the Dyer limestone kiln on this site, and it began operations in 1880 in Bellevue. 
Now, this perpetual kiln kept the fuel and materials burning while the finished lime was drawn out of the bottom of the structure. So the process created a superior product compared to the more common mixed feed system kilns that were in operation. Charles Dyer and Thomas Roberts operated the Dyer limestone kiln full-time for eight months out of the year with the work of five employees. After Roberts' death in 1888, Dyer formed a new partnership with a man by the name of John Hall, and they founded Bellevue Lime Works in the early 1890s. Now, the kiln ceased operations in 1899 when the Michigan Alkali Company bought the area's quarry lands. Alkali sent crushed limestone via rail to larger, more efficient kilns in Wyandotte. So this site was later owned by the Portland Cement Company, which has a lot of uh, history locally as well, and then the Alpha Portland Cement Company. While most of the structure's wood elements weathered away on the Dyer kiln, much of the granite, limestone, and firestone remain in place. The roof above the chimney was installed in 1994 to prevent further deterioration. Now that information I just read you came from the Michigan Historical Commission. And there was a marker placed on this property by the state of Michigan in 2023, which is this year. Now some more information about the Dyer Kiln. The production from the kiln was very good. In 1880, receipts totaled $5,000 until its closing in 1898-1899. But the work was very hard. The lime would eat away at one's skin if you were working inside the kiln, and the heat from the fire turned a worker's hair a rusty red color. And after a few minutes in the lime pit, a worker was soaked with sweat. So the hours were long, and they usually went like 10 to 12-hour days. And this went on for eight months of the year, with the pay being very decent for its time, though, at about a dollar per day. Now, I mentioned the Alkali Company established a limestone crushing enterprise in Bellevue. And then in 1903, the Portland Cement Company invested in the area by building a large cement plant costing approximately $2 million to build that plant. And then the Alpha Cement Company bought the plant in 1920, employing 175 workers, becoming the largest employer in Eaton County at the time. And then the Alpha Cement Company continued operations until the Great Depression forced its closure. The Dyer Kiln, of course, that location has now been abandoned. But the Cheney Limestone Company continues to quarry limestone in the area. So it's my understanding that there's an ongoing project to restore the Dyer Kiln, and my suggestion to find out information on that would be to contact the Eaton County Historical Commission. And I'm going to give you a few more bits of information that you might want to take part in. You see, right now, the Eaton County Historical Commission 
is trying to raise donations to restore the stonework base of the kiln. And they expect to commission this work in the next couple of months, but they need some funds to help make this restoration of this landmark, which has a very long history, not only Bellevue, but all of Michigan, because so much limestone was generated out of this uh, kiln. And as you might expect, the work involved to do this is kind of expensive, and they have to hire a stonemason that really knows what they're doing so that they can get the job done correctly. So, if you are interested in helping out and making a contribution to that project, you can go to the Courthouse Square Association in Charlotte's website, which is at csamuseum.net. Or you can go to the Eaton County Historical Commission and write them a letter and just write it out to Eaton County Historical Commission, P.O. Box 411, Charlotte, Michigan, 48813. And send your donation in that way. And that would help the, the project out tremendously. So that is the history of the limestone industry in Bellevue. But Bellevue has some other interesting history as well. Bellevue is also home to a Gothic mill, and that mill produces hydroelectricity using a dam that was built in 1852 by Isaac Crary. So what is a Gothic mill? Well, a Gothic mill is essentially a historic grist mill. And in Bellevue, the Bellevue Gothic Mill is a historic grist mill located on the west bank of the Battle Creek River at 218 East Mill Street in Bellevue. It was a producing grist mill from 1854 until 1858, and it was listed on the National Register of Historic Places in 1975. And in 1977, the Stockhausen family purchased the property and began to restore the building. A Michigan historic marker was erected in 2016 outside the Gothic Mill. So some of the history about that Gothic Mill is in 1832, Isaac Crary, who's connected with Marshall considerably in their history, first purchased the land on which he would later plat the village of Bellevue. And choosing it and part of the easy access to the water power. So he was one of those pioneer industrial engineers and could envision the value of the water power along that section of the Battle Creek River. And so he soon constructed the mill in Bellevue on that Battle Creek River, which is a tributary of the Kalamazoo River. So the Bellevue Mill then serviced the surrounding settlers in about a 20-mile radius with their grain. In 1854, Manlius Mann from Marshall, that's kind of a peculiar name, isn't it? Purchased this plot of land and he hired a builder by the name of Horatio Hall to construct the grist mill on the west bank, as well as a sawmill on the east bank of the river and operated that until the 1920s when it was removed. And then in Michigan, this building is now an architectural rarity as it was built before Oliver Evans' vertical elevator invention that reached the Midwest and it's evidenced by the vertical series of doors on the west end of the building. A hoist 
for lifting grain sacks was installed in the gable roof to provide access to the appropriate floor level to start the specific process for milling each grain that it would receive. So the basement has stone walls up to 19 inches in height that taper from about three and a half feet at the bottom to two and a half feet at the top. It's quite an amazing structure. The building at one time was was set with three millstones that were running almost full-time milling grain, which was powered by a water mill. So when you go looking for the Bellevue Gothic Mill, it's a five-story structure measuring about 35 feet wide and 45 feet long. And it sits on a rubble foundation with a standing seam sheet metal roof. But remember, this is a privately owned property today. And it's been restored to the original vertical board and batten siding. And it was constructed with these massive timbers of black cherry and white oak that were as big as like 14 inches by 14 inches. And floor joists that were 3 inches by 10 inches. A very robust structure holding this building up. There was also a loading dock that was once connected to the mill. And that had been removed at one point, but it's now been fully restored. So it's a fascinating building on the National Register of Historic Places. So with this rich history that Bellevue has, you might kind of wonder how big the population actually is in the village. And according to the 2010 census, there were about 1,282 people living there with 516 households. So it's not a tremendously large community, but it is a very beautiful community, and there's a lot of rich history there. And if you're interested in exploring some of the activities in Bellevue, they have the annual Memorial Day Parade, which is something that Bellevue is known for. and is put on by the American Legion Post number 280 and the Township of Bellevue. And then on the 4th of July, or Independence Day, uh, they have fireworks that were launched from the athletic fields of the Bellevue Junior and Senior High School. And then also there is the Bellevue Car, Truck, and Motorcycle Show that has been uh, a fixture of downtown Bellevue for many years. And then, of course, there's also a lot of Halloween-type events that will happen out that way. I always enjoy driving through Bellevue. In fact, I was actually out that way today. There's a lot of really nice old historic homes, and people take good care of them. And there's a good pride of ownership in that area for the historic properties. And it's a, a nice, quiet community to uh, visit in the summertime. And uh, definitely if you go out and see the Keene Nature Preserve and walk around some of the trails back in there, you can see some of the remains of the limestone quarries as well as some of the limestone foundation buildings that are back in that way. And I sometimes have gone back in there with my dogs. There's some walking bridges over some of the marshy areas. And some of those in the past years I've been there have not been in that great a shape. So I didn't really want to be jumping between logs to cross a bridge. But uh, I know that there's been some restoration efforts back into that Keene Nature Preserve in the last few years. So it's a very um, nice little nature preserve to go for a walk, and there's a lot of uh, waterfowl in the area. There's plenty of signs marking how to get to it from the downtown village of Bellevue. Now, there's some interesting updated information that was sent to me by the Eaton County Historical Association about the Dyer Kiln, and it's 
Quite interesting, the State Department of Natural Resources just about a week ago approved the Dyer Kiln as a state historic marker site. It had actually been approved in 1976, as I mentioned earlier in the podcast, but the group that had gotten it approved never went about purchasing the sign. So the site didn't have a marker on it, and it didn't appear on the maps listing the Michigan historic sites. So the process had to start all over again with a new application. Today, the Dyer Kiln is owned by the Eaton County Park System, and they hope in the future to get the park system to build a three-sided barn to protect the structure from further weathering. And as I mentioned before, they're currently raising money to bring in a professional stonemason to restore the granite base. Now, if you have time on the weekend of June 24th, I will be busy working at the Del Shannon Car Show on that Saturday out at the Lila Arboretum. But if you want to go see the Heritage Conference that is being held at the Gothic Mill in Bellevue, then you might want to check that out. And so I'll put the link to the Eaton County Historical Commission in the show note descriptions of this episode so that you can check it out and see if you want to pay a visit to that. Maybe you can go to see that for part of the day and then come on out and enjoy the car show and celebrate some Del Shannon here uh, and definitely pick up your Del Shannon tickets on for Friday night and uh, come and rock out with us at the Penfield High School. And that's not very far from Bellevue as the crow flies. So that is the story that I had for you today on some of the history of Bellevue and some of the lime industry that thrived there for so many years. And it lasted well over 100 years in that area. And today it's uh, still exampled by the existing structure of the Dyer Kiln, which was pointed out to me was so well constructed that had it not been quality craftsmen that built the foundation originally that building would have collapsed many years ago so it's a fascinating history to look back at and definitely go take a tour of the site there at the park system this summer and i'll put the information to both the courthouse square museum and the eaton county historical commission in the show note description so you can check that out if you want to send them a donation, and help out with the project. But that's going to do it for today's journey through history. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to check out the review portion of your podcast app, that whatever app that you're using out there, and leave a nice review for me. It always helps me to reach out to new listeners that way. You'd be surprised on how amazing that is to get uh, new listeners to find out about this history podcast. And if you'd like to reach out to me, you can always find me at michaeldelaware.com and send me a message through there. I'm always happy to hear from my listeners. And until next time, when we take another journey into yesterday and explore even more fascinating tales of Southwest Michigan's past. Thank you for listening.